That Naturopathic Podcast. TNP. Hello there. Hi, and thanks for joining us. I'm Dr. Michelle Fobega, naturopathic doctor. And I'm Dr. David Miller, ND, and we hear your frustrations. This show is for you. This show is for you if you're feeling like your current healthcare strategy is not getting to the root cause or the underlying reasons for your health. This show is for you if you've been told that you're fine, but you definitely don't feel very well. This show is for you if you're walking out of your doctor's office with one, two, three, four, or even five medications without any mention of diet, lifestyle, or a long-term game plan. This show is for you if you've got several specialists taking care of you, but no one is really putting all the pieces together. This show is for you if you believe that health should be part of healthcare. These problems have solutions. We know it. Our patients know it. And we want you to know it. Naturopathic medicine is the solution that you should know about. Hello, and welcome to another episode of That Naturopathic Podcast. I am Dr. Michelle Pobega, naturopathic doctor, and today is a solo episode, and today's episode is also specifically geared towards the ladies. Um, Ladies, we are unique, beautifully magical beings in this world, and we have to begin to recognize our natural rhythms, our natural abilities, our natural strengths, and all the different superpowers we have. And that we run on a 28 to 30 day cycle based on our hormones. That actually has a huge influence on how our body is able to show up for us and what we're able to do at each phase of our cycle. And we have four different phases within that 28 to 30 day cycle on a, on a regular consistent menstrual cycle. And that doesn't necessarily work a hundred percent in modern day structures, societal structures. This is not a discussion about feminism and patriarchy and toxic masculinity and anything like that. This is not about that. However, I think we also need to realize that a lot of the systems, um, government, financial systems, work hours, corporate life, capitalism. A lot of this has been the medical system. A lot of this was created by men because men held certain levels of power and position to make these larger decisions for how society was going to work. And men have a very different rhythm. They can be productive and churn out productivity, and churn out high exercise intensity, and can do fasting on a more regular basis, and all the stuff based on their hormone structures. So they can kind of go, go, go a little bit more so on a monthly basis than women can. Because of our hormones, because of how things fluctuate pretty much every day of our cycle to create a slightly different variation in our hormones based on where we are in our cycle, we have different needs in a, in, in within a month. And it's kind of like square peg round hole. It doesn't, it doesn't jive and trying to keep up with this excessive productivity and extreme exercising all the time. And a lot of people want to do fasting now and they, and they're, they're doing all this, they're doing like ketogenic diet or they're doing extreme fasting and this and that, but they're not working with the natural rhythms of what it means to be female and thereby supporting the hormones and the energy output and the demands and the needs of the body at each phase of the cycle. So this is mostly just a conversation um, or sorry, it's just information to 
help you ladies begin to understand how to work with your cycle rather than continue to work against it. Now, it doesn't mean it's going to solve all your hormone problems. If you have exogenous and extra estrogen, if you are making the wrong balance of estrogens, if your liver is not metabolizing your estrogen effectively, if progesterone levels are in the tank, if you have PCOS and insulin driving testosterone to be higher and blah, blah, that needs to be addressed, obviously. But it is still important to start to adapt your lifestyle and how you approach life at different phases of your cycle so that you continue to work with your rhythm rather than against it. And this is what today's episode is going to be about. It's not going to go into crazy details because I still want everyone to be, um, to work with someone so they can begin to address their hormones in an advantageous way. But this is just to shine a light on some of the, some of the uniqueness of each of the four phases so that you can begin to maybe make slightly better choices at each phase of your cycle. Um, and this is also things, these are also things that I'm still learning. I literally just picked up a book by Mendy Peltz called Fast Like a Woman. Um, and I've been doing <clears throat> kind of like a quasi-intermittent fast for a while, but in the last six months to a year, Uh, I've been wondering if that's serving me really well and noticing that I am hungrier earlier in the mornings. So I am eating earlier and I'm trying to adopt based on what my body needs. And reading her book is starting to help me understand why my body is having those cues and how I need to begin to um, support my approach to food to honor my hormones and my unique rhythms. And this is also going to be very apparent for women who are over 40, like myself, who are beginning to wonder about the perimenopause phase and how to begin to adjust things based on this new phase of womanhood as well. So let's get into it. Ladies, we have four phases. We have a menstrual cycle, which starts at day one of your period. And Typically, a, a, a healthy, typical period should be a blood flow maybe between four to six, I would say max seven days. That's still probably stretching it for the amount of blood you should be losing. You should not be bleeding for like 10 to 14 days. Just FYI, if you are, please work with the naturopath to understand what is happening with your hormones on a deeper level. But we have the <clears throat> first phase, which is kind of like our menstrual cycle. And this is like our follicular phase. And through this time, from day one to about day 10, um, this is where our sex hormones, estrogen, testosterone, and progesterone are kind of at their lowest during menstruation. And within a few days after the cycle has started, our hypothalamus is a part of our brain, then starts to respond, and it releases certain hormones to then tell your ovaries to make more estrogen to prepare for ovulation. And then as estrogen builds by the end of like towards day 10, we start to notice different things physically and mentally. Our estrogen contributes to the production of collagen, which helps our skin look more supple and youthful. And we all love that. So if you find that your complexion is nicer as you're approaching the middle to end of your follicular phase and into your ovulation phase, like halfway through your cycle, this is why, because estrogen is starting to be at its max. And then also estrogen puts us in a good mood. So it gives us more clarity of thought. It enhances our communication skills. It makes us feel more optimistic. Um, it is also, estrogen can also be a, a precursor for serotonin, dopamine, and noradrenaline. So these neurotransmitters that can help us like feel happiness and satisfaction. Um, and it, apparently estrogen can also calm the fear centers 
of our brain, according to certain research. So as your estrogen is building during this part of our, our cycle, we might find ourselves having a slightly better outlook on life and ability to handle stressful events a little bit more effectively. Um, and that's kind of how awesome like our hormones are. This, this like coming out of our periods, I would say there's two distinct phases when we're looking at it from a seasonality because our, our, our phases can also be broken up into seasons. So our period is kind of like our winter when all of our hormones are at their lowest. But when that estrogen begins to rise, this is like the beautiful follicular phase. And this is kind of like our spring. This is kind of like a reawakening from the winter. Um, this is according to Lisa Lister, and she has this beautiful book called Code Red. Uh, know how to unlock your monthly superpowers and create a bloody amazing life, period. Um, it's all about your menstrual cycles. She's pretty hilarious. She refers to this as our spring, this follicular phase. And the, her mantra for this is, I get shit done, which I thought was hilarious. So she likes to reference our pre-ovulation. She superpowers as you have more memory, logic, and reasoning. There, This can help you understand and make sense of both people and projects fully. And more importantly, you have also have the drive and the determination to manifest your ideas. Your physical energy is rising in this phase, which means your stamina is renewed. You're active and able to fully engage in life. You can rock out of the dance floor in the gym, etc. This is where physical activity can be kicked up a notch. You are an idea generator in this phase and you've and uh you have the physical and mental energy to work for longer to get shit done. You can also pull an all later if you have to only during this phase. And you are more available for social engagement and you're also more available, you're more able to be seen and you have more ability to use your voice and articulate yourself more effectively. You have more fearlessness, self-confidence, and self-belief are more accessible in this phase than any other phase. This is our pre-ovulation phase. This phase with estrogen rising, this is our proliferative phase of our follicular phase. So that follicular phase is kind of like into two parts. Sometimes when it comes to the seasonality of things, there's the period and then the follicular phase. Um. This is a really good time for higher intensity exercises. This might be when you do more circuit training or FRU5 classes or Tabata classes or whatever you want. Uh, this is this is the time to begin to um, engage in that. The other thing we want to think about is also our eating habits. Because we are because we're ramping up in estrogen around this time, we also want to manage our eating. If you are more active, more engaged, more uh, work-oriented, and your exercise levels are high, number one, your calories should meet your demands. But this is not the time to um, 100%. But this could also be a time where you might be able to do a little bit more fasting um, or intermittent fasting because your estrogen will respond to that more effectively. Your estrogen, for instance, likes a more low carbohydrate diet, and it is going to be more influenced by insulin um, and poor blood sugar regulation. So this might be a more acceptable time to do some fasting and to focus on more slightly low 
low carbohydrates, amping up your proteins, maybe your healthy fats, maybe your veggies. And this would be during that follicular phase. So I would say once the period is done, moving into your follicular phase as you're approaching ovulation, this is an okay time to maybe consider doing a fast. Um, this is an okay time to begin to reduce your carbohydrates a little bit, um, because of how estrogen is influenced by carbs, by, um, uh, insulin, by blood, blood glucose, but this doesn't mean that you have to restrict carbs hundred percent, but it might be that this is where you're more mindful about your consumption of these. So now we move into our ovulatory phase. And this is around four to five days, probably between like days 11 to day 15, depending on how long your cycle is and when you ovulate in your cycle. Um, but it usually lasts a good five days. This is like our summer. This is when everything is at its fullest bloom. We are our most fertile. Our libido is the highest. We look and our feel most optimum. We are having this like incredible peak in estrogen. This is when estrogen hits its apex. This is when our cognitive function and mood are really at their biggest peak. And this is a really great time to book like public speaking or having to be a leader in some capacity. And if you have to have uh, lead a group or facilitate a talk or facilitate a seminar, etc., and you need to be more of the center of attention, this is a very great time to start, if you can, time those moments around your ovulatory phase, if possible. During this time, it's not just estrogen that it's really at its most influence, but it's also testosterone. So this is where we also get more of the influence for the physical and mental benefits of not just estrogen, but also testosterone. So it makes you feel way more powerful during this five-day window. Um, and again, like our drive, our energy, our motivation, this is a really great time to start a new project, lean into something that's a bit more difficult, add a few more things to your to-do list. Again, you can do more strength training and muscle building and higher intensity workouts because of this uh, peak of testosterone that happens during this phase. Um, as Lisa Lister puts it in her book, which I love, ovulation, um, this is our queen of freaking everything phase. <laughs> That's effing hilarious. So her mantra is, I can do anything. And her song of choice is Girl on Fire by Alicia Keys. She literally has this at the beginning of each of the phases, and it's actually quite adorable. So again, this is where we, this is where we become our manifesting mavens. We really harness our internal feminine to just like show up and show out this time of our cycle pretty awesome. Then we start to move into what is our luteal phase, and this is our fall. So according to our natural hormones from day 16 to 18, we do have a big hormonal dip and you'll feel a lot like going more inward during that time, as you should. During this dip, what your body is now preparing to do is then have a surge in progesterone after this um, before you also shed your lining. Because the progesterone is te technically happening to, to prepare your uterine lining for implantation of a fertilized egg um, if you are obviously actively trying to get pregnant. And then if there is no egg, that's when we get 
no implantation, then we get our, our period. But it is a dip for about day 16 to 18, where we have a big dip in our our hormones before we start to amp up our progesterone levels. And then we hit our follicular phase, or sorry, our luteal phase, um, which is like our fall more intensely. And this is where our body starts to produce more progesterone. Now, progesterone actually has a very calming effect on us. And a lot of you listening might be like, but I, leading up to my period, feel like an irrational psychopath. We're going to talk about that. But progesterone technically has a calming effect on the body. And it kind of gives you this feeling like everything is going to be okay. Um, And during this time, um, you should, should um, feel less aggressive, less irritable, and more like you want to just sit on the couch and chill and rather than go out and socialize. This is like our fall. So if we think about the seasonality of things in the fall, things do start to slow down. We don't have as much new life growing on from a nature perspective. Things start to slow down and begin to weather to die off for the winter. So this makes a lot of sense to, to see these as the seasonalities as well when you start to think about that. So when it's the fall, we are meant to slow down. And that's also what our hormones want us to do. The progesterone is meant to give you a sense of calm, to slow down, to stop going in that super, super crazy pace. Because technically it's preparing for your uterine lining to fer- to have a fertilized egg implanted. So it's trying to like keep you in a more chill place to allow for this to happen. It takes a lot of energy to do all these other things. So this is part of like why our hormones are so influential on this female cycle and why we need to learn to live with it. This is a time to learn to say no more, to have more healthy boundaries, um, to reduce intensity of your exercises. Maybe this is the time that you start to reach for more yoga practices. Maybe this is a time that you begin to reach for more stretching or going for more walks and connecting with nature. And it doesn't mean that you can't do some strength training and stuff, but maybe what you do is you choose a less intense type of class or exercise and you balance it out with a more yin nourishing, slowed down type of exercise practice during this luteal phase. You want to begin to prioritize your sleep. You want to start taking more baths. You want to really hone in on your quiet, your solitude, and things like meditation. According to Lisa Lister, this is our charmed and dangerous phase (laughs) during the fall. And the mantra is, I am charmed and I am dangerous. And her song of choice is Respect by Aretha Franklin. Oh, I love that part. That's hilarious. So this is also a phase where this woman that our inner our inner our inner feminine is like i know who i am and i'm not afraid to to show it um sometimes there's a bit of a ruthlessness that can be seen about us during this time um because we can see through to what is important and what is not we don't have the patience for useless things we want to get cut to the chase we want to simplify we want to get to it we want you know we're a little bit more um maybe a little bit more sharp tongue, but it's also because I think we tend to speak more of our real truths during this time. Now, that being said, this is not an excuse to be a raging 
crazy person and yell at everybody. And if you find that you are experiencing that, it might be because the underlying hormones are not balanced or that you are continuing to push through as if you are in your follicular spring phase of peak high estrogen into your ovulatory peak estrogen and testosterone phase, and you're pushing through and you're pushing your body and you're working up and you're staying up late and working crazy hours and you're doing crazy intensity exercises and you're trying to fast and you're trying to do all the things because you're not honoring your rhythm. That may also be a part of why we as women start to have more of those quote unquote PMS symptoms. This could be a huge contributing factor to why you're experiencing maybe more of a a fluctuation with how you how you're able to self-regulate during this phase because you're not honoring it. That might be a big part of it. Aside from again working deeper on the actual hormones balance themselves with a naturopath, um we also have to learn to honor this phase. And I think this is the phase that most of us fall off on and don't realize that we need to slow down and honor our system, which is why I think we tend to feel the friction of this phase more because we're working against it and not with it as women. According to uh, Rebecca Campbell in her book, Rise, Sister, Rise, which I really loved as well, and she goes through the four stages of womanhood, and again, unlocking the power of your period during these phases, this is where I started to actually understand this, and it was only several years ago when I really started to be like, how do we begin to work with the rhythm? And she's like, this is the time to, uh, this is the best time to let things go, to refine, to perfect, to refocus, to dance and sing, to do whatever you can to express and transmute your feelings into passion. It is a great time to declutter your life, to negotiate fiercely, protect your boundaries and create powerful and authentic work. I think that when we start to reconnect with this divine feminine rhythm we have within ourselves, we can start to realize how powerful we are as females and how to harness the power of each of these phases. And when we can create, when we go within, when we can be really charged up, when we can present, when we can, and then we'll know how to, to, to work in this world and present ourselves in a totally different way and probably feel more in alignment, not probably feel more in alignment with who we really are and our true purpose and our power. Now, during this phase, I already spoke about the fact that it's not the time to do intense exercises. This is also not the time to do crazy fasts. And this probably sounds really counterproductive for a lot of women who want to maintain a certain figure and we get so focused on about our external appearance. We're just like, so I'm not supposed to exercise as hard and I'm not supposed to be fasting, but won't I gain weight? Won't I this? And our, I, I can just imagine everyone's heads going a mile a minute about this. But the thing is, is Be, like like estrogen is really affected more by insulin and glucose, our progesterone levels are often very influenced by cortisol. And our progesterone levels can suffer when our cortisol levels are too high. And it actually requires a little bit more glucose in our bloodstream to fully develop the levels that are necessary for our period to actually start, which is likely why a lot of women get more sugar cravings around that time. Um, 
carbohydrate cravings. And in all fairness, a lot of us are walking around not in a state of balance when it comes to our stress response and our stress resiliency or our 24-hour cycle and our cortisol levels, our thyroid levels, all of that stuff. A lot of things are kind of already wonky. And when, when we have a cortisol spike and when we have high cortisol levels, it will compromise our progesterone. And if we're already going into this phase in a higher state of stress, because we're just in a constant chronic state of stress, pretty much 24 seven, you're entering the luteal phase where we are supposed to slow down one, still pushing through like it's any other phase. Like it's like the previous two phases of your cycle. Um, because it's what quote unquote society expects of us. We're already stressed to begin with moving into this phase. And then we are possibly still over-exercising and trying to fast and calorie restrict and do all these things. I never also uh, condone calorie restriction. Um, work mindfully with someone when it comes to balancing out your dietary habits and your nutritional habits. But all of these things are going to lead to more of a cortisol spike. And if you go into a fasting state, it does lead to a slight cortisol spike. If you do higher intensity workouts, it does cause a bit of a cortisol spike. And if you're already in hypercortisol kind of stressed state while you're entering this, this can then further affect your progesterone production. And this is again where we start to see how if progesterone has a calming effect on us, perhaps a lot of us are feeling more of that irritability and those PMS mood concerns partly because of how we're not honoring the luteal phase and because our cortisol is continuously too high and it might be jeopardizing our progesterone production. So we don't get to benefit from that calm during this phase. So I just want to put that out there as everyone's reflecting on their cycles. And now we're back to the beginning of our follicular phase, which... Again, like I said, it's kind of broken up into two, two particular phases where it's like our period and then um, and then the, 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 the latter part of our follicular phase, which is kind of like our reawakening from the dead of winter. And I'm using that language very specifically because our period, day one of our period, up into like those four to five days of bleeding, that is our winter. So now we've talked about our spring as our reawakening and reinvigoration, our summer, our peak, our fall, we begin to slow down, and our winter, which is a time of rest. And especially on your day one and day two of your period, allow yourself to rest. Like literal rest. Slow down. Go inward. Take a bath. Maybe sleep more. Maybe you need to take a nap. Do restorative yoga, do a breath work class, read more, tap into your creativity. This is such an important thing to start to realize about our cycles. Our periods are not things that we should be dreading. That's actually a very important part of us. And it is also a drainage pathway for women. It's an extra detox and drainage pathway. This is how our body is able to get rid of and shed and let it flow and release. It is a very cleansing phase. It is a very detoxifying phase. It is a very kind of like release phase as well. So the menstrual phase, according to Lisa Lister, she calls it let it flow. 
And she describes it as without death, a release and a letting go, there can be no fresh starts, no new beginnings. And that's what our menstrual bleed is a chance for us to die each month so we can be reborn. Our menstrual cycle is a built in self renewal system. Isn't that beautiful when we start to look at these things in a different way? And it's such an important part of who we are as women. According to um, Rebecca Campbell and her Rise Sister Rise book, she's like, this is a time of we are most potent in our wisdom. We're able to see through the inauthenticity and patterns, uh, patterns from afar. And we have a certain more patience because we've kind of been through it. And we don't really have anything like left to prove. So it's like we've lit it all out. We've released it. We let it go. And it's the sense of wisdom that happens with this menstrual phase. And she's like, it's this beautiful time where I think you can also tap into your creativity. And Rebecca Campbell also writes in her book that this is actually her favorite time of her cycle now where she used to actually hate her periods until she learned how to like live with her cycle and work with it more. You don't have to be physically productive. It is an amazing time to make a decision, get clarity on a future project or be with the energy of what is rising within you, according to her. And she said, and this isn't her book. She said, I used to dread the menstrual cycle. Uh, premenstrual and menstruation parts of my cycle. I was much more comfortable in my pre-ovulatory and ovulatory cycles. I think a lot of us can relate to that. Going back to what she writes, she says, however, after working with my cycle, I discovered that it was actually in my fall and autumn, the premenstrual and the winter menstrual that my hidden power lay. When I began honoring my body and listening to her pain during these times, rather than numb or push on through, I was able to unlock a potent power within me that I now channel in my work. Even better, I was able to heal ancient wounds um, around sh the shame of being a woman. And, and then I also, by doing so, reduced my period pains. I cannot believe I am saying this, but I actually now look forward to having my period. I imagine a lot of women are kind of like, I don't relate to that. But it's because we've been taught to shame our period to be to be ashamed of it to hide it you know when we would have to go to the bathroom as high schoolers we would like hide our tampons as if it was something of shame and like look at all the marketing that's around period menstrual products and stuff it's it's all just about trying to pretend that it's not there where this is something we shouldn't be pretending that's not there it's a natural part of the female rhythm and it's actually a very potent part of what makes us us and it's a part to let go in sheds so that we can be reborn in the spring. So um, this is also not the time to do crazy fasting, by the way, from a from a dietary perspective. Again, that begin that can begin after your flow has either begun to slow down or after your flow has stopped for your period. And then you start going into that spring, that second phase of your follicular phase, where you can begin to maybe dabble into more of the fasting, the more intense exercising, the more vigor, the vitality as it comes up, you can begin to tap into those things from a lifestyle perspective. I hope that was insightful, ladies. I think that Again, square peg, round hole. Our medical system was created by men. And uh, 
in all fairness, if I'm if I'm really being honest, it is infuriating how we have normalized abnormal menstrual symptoms. We have normalized suppressing symptoms rather than understanding why they're coming up and what we can learn from that and what we can do to foster a different response in our body in a more balanced way and one that actually works with our rhythms. We have not been taught to honor different phases of our cycle. We are expected to just show up and churn out productivity and be at the same intensity all the time. And as women, we have so many hats to wear. It's freaking exhausting. And if you're a mom, that's another one. And that is one of the fucking toughest jobs that you don't get paid for in this world. And it's time that we start living life in a way that honors how we operate physically, biochemically, hormonally, emotionally, spiritually. And I, and perhaps this, this podcast episode can start to give you some ideas on how to maybe approach each cycle differently so that you can begin to live in alignment with your natural rhythms. And like I said, this isn't a, this isn't a cure-all for all your hormone problems. There could very well be some bigger things that need to be moved. Like if you're constipated, you're not detoxing. So since our drainage pathway in our periods <laughs> is also a way to detox, maybe you have some more aggressive period symptoms as your body's trying to like purge more there if we're thinking about it that way. But also if you're not detoxing, then there's more chemical burdens. You might be recycling estrogen molecules that you should have gotten rid of if you're not pooping. If your liver's not working well, then you're not processing your hormones because each of your hormones every day has to be balanced every day based on what day you are in your cycle. So our liver is responsible to then break down and metabolize hormones that are not needed based on each phase of our cycle to flush them out. And if your liver is overwhelmed, if you have a lot of chemical burdens, if you have fatty liver, if you have poor blood glucose is insulin issues that are causing, um, uh, more tri higher triglycerides and more pressure on the liver that could have caused fatty liver. If you have gallstones, if you're poor, poor bioflow, which could be influenced by estrogen um, as well. Um, but if you're not detoxing, then we're going to have some problems. If your microbiome is not happy, that also has a big role to play with how your hormones are, are processed and metabolized and excreted from your body so that you can go to each of these phases more smoothly and in the proper rhythm and with the right hormone balances. If you're stressed out, that affects your hormones. If your thyroid's off, that affects your hormones. If you're not sleeping and your circadian rhythm's off, that's going to affect your hormones. If you're not eating, like we talked about today, in a way to run with the rhythms of each phase of your cycle, that's going to affect your hormones. There's so much more than we have ever been taught, ladies. And it's time to start becoming empowered about what your body is trying to tell you, what it needs, and how you can honor it. So I hope this discussion, not a discussion because it was just me talking, I hope the information that I shared with you today was inspiring, was um, insightful, 
and helpful. And if you can start making some minor tweaks based on where you are in your cycle, um, you can start living in a more aligned life and a happier life and a healthier life. And your hormones will thank you. Hope you have a wonderful day. Bye everyone.